Hello, welcome into the predictions episode of your favorite football podcast. I'm James, and alongside me making picks tonight is Raceland. And of course, we have Pat's picks via Google Sheets as well. Um, to kind of catch you up on the speed, um, well, Pat is still winning. However, the margin is less. He is only up by three games as he sits at 40 to 30, while Raceland's in second at a record of 37 and 33 for the year. Um, if you're wondering if I did any better, well, the answer would be no. Um, thank you for asking. I am sitting there at 27-43 in complete, utter sadness and defeat for now. I'm like the Doug, I'm going to take the Doug Peterson saying, now what? So what, now what? Um, I'm not going to sit here and wallow my pity. I'm going to continue fighting and try to claw my way back into this battle. And it starts this week, race, so whether you want to hear that or not. So let's go ahead and I'm get pretty- things going. I'm pretty um, sure you said that last week, too. I did. I'm going to continue saying it every week until it comes true because, therefore, I can be like, hey, I told you last week. And you're like, I said it every week. See, it's going to come true eventually. So, real quick before we start also, uh, I went back and looked through the first four weeks. Um, I'm sad to say that there has been only one week that you were at or above 500, and that was week one when we only did 10 picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep flaunting it. You've gone six and four, five and fifteen, nine and eleven, seven and thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Maybe you should stop picking against me and pass the time. I refuse. <laughs> okay. So let's go ahead and start off the the the, the show right here with a the, our first college matchup of the weekend, and that's number fifteen Washington. Taking the road trip to UCLA, Washington, a three-point favorite on the road. Um, Pat has UCLA, I think. I, I don't know what to make of that, but since he didn't specify, I'm going to say UCLA. Um, I'm going with Washington. No, I am too. I Washington's a pretty good team this year. Um, UCLA, not so much. So give me Washington. I don't think you could have said any better than that. Um, next up, we got the number seven Kentucky Wildcats taking the trip to Ole Miss, who's ranked number fourteen. Um, Ole Miss a six and a half point favorite at home. Pat has Kentucky. I'm going Kentucky as well. I, I really like this Mark Stoops football team, and Kentucky. I mean, Ole Miss has kind of been up and down, and plus six and a half in that matchup is quite a bit for my, my liking. Uh. Yeah, give me Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky has looked solid. I mean, I think eventually they might start to falter off playing starting now in the uh, SEC as it kicks off for them. Um, but until they do, they're still a pretty solid team. Give me Kentucky. Uh, next up, we got Texas Tech at Kansas State. Kansas State is favored eight. Uh, Kansas State ranked currently at 25. Pat is taking can't or Kansas State, excuse me. Haven't I been saying Kent State? Yeah, yeah. Well, shoot. <laughs> it's because I put K State in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Texas Tech at Kansas State, who is ranked 25. Kansas State is eight point favorite. Pat is taking Kansas State. Um, I mean, Texas Tech has a pretty solid defense, so it's going to be a, a tough, it could be a tough matchup for Kansas State here. Uh, but I still think, I mean, they're three and one. I think they pull it out. Yeah, this was tough for me. Um, 
I'm going to go with Kansas State, even though that eight-point line scares me a little bit. Um, but they just come off a big t- a big win over a top-10 team versus Oklahoma. Um, Texas, Tech, Texas Tech is a decent football team who's capable of making an upset. But on at home, the crowd's going to come out. Ranked, they're ranked again. Um, it's hard to pick against Kansas State. Next up, we have a top 25 matchup in the SEC. Uh, we've got number two, Alabama, taking the road trip to at uh, number 20, Arkansas. Uh, Bama is favored 17 and a half. Um, Pat is taking Alabama. I think I will hear as well. Arkansas State just lost last week to Texas A&M. Um, showed her quite a bit of weakness in that game, actually. So I think Bama is able to look at the film uh, and just play Bama football and get the win. Yeah, I'm picking Bama as well. Next up, we got Rutgers, a 40-and-a-half-point road underdog at Ohio State. Um, Pat is taking Ohio State, which surprised me. I thought for sure he would have picked Rutgers. There you go. There's a surprise I told you about before we started. <laughs> um, I'm also going to pick Ohio State. I know that's a huge line, but, man, this game is going to get ugly, and it's going to get ugly quick. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking OSU here as well. They're putting up 50, what was it, 50-plus on Wisconsin. I think they handle Rutgers very easily here. Next up, we got Oklahoma State coming in at number nine, going to Baylor, who's at number 16. Baylor, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Pat has Oklahoma State. Oh, man. This was tough because I could see either team winning, and especially with pretty much a non-existent line. I mean, a field goal will win it. Um, man, that's a tough line. That is tough. This is a tough game to pick. You want me to go ahead? Yeah, because I'm stumped. Okay. Uh, for me, this one was pretty easy. Um, I mean, I think Oklahoma State's the much better team. Baylor has just been kind of holding on. Uh, in the top 25, being ranked 16th. I mean, if they lose this week, they'll still be I, – I still think they'll be top 25, but they'll be definitely outside the top 20. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Oklahoma State takes it here. I, 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 I see them by at least a touchdown. Hmm. Well, I guess I have to pick now. I can't. I can't stall. Yeah, you do. Can't stall any longer. Um, I'm gonna regret this, but give me Baylor. I'm gonna okay. take the home. It's close enough to where I'm gonna go with the home team. I, 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 I can see Baylor losing. I can also see Oklahoma State losing. Give me Baylor, home team. All right, next up we have uh, number 17, Texas A&M, going to Ole Miss. Uh, or, no, sorry, Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State is actually a three-and-a-half-point favorite 
Pat's taking Texas A&M. I don't know why the line is like that, but give me Texas A&M. Yeah, give me Texas A&M too. <laughs> I think we're all uh, running to that. To that. Uh, next up, we have a top ten matchup in the ACC uh, game that, as long as I'm not too terribly busy, I'm gonna be watching. Uh, Number 10, NC State at number five, Clemson. Clemson is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Pat is taking NC State. Um, man, I tell you what, this is a tough matchup here, James. Um, you and I talked about it Tuesday a little bit on the podcast. Um, after having seen Clemson give up 45 to Wake Forest, um, only beating them in double overtime. I think that it, it definitely showed Clemson may not belong in the top five. Um, now, they still are ranked in the top five. However, I think that changes this week because I think NC State comes in and beats them. I'm going NC State. I mean, I think NC State with Devin Leary is going to be a really is a really good football team. I know it's on the, at, at Clemson. I know that's a huge, that's a loud atmosphere, a ruckus atmosphere. But that six and a half point favorite is what steered me to NC State. I I can see Clemson winning, but if they win, it's going to be a very close game. I don't think it's going to be six and a half differential. So that's why I'm going with NC State. Okay. Next up, we got Iowa State and yours, yours truly, who you think should be in the top 25, Kansas. Um, yeah, I'm going with uh, – yeah, I'm going to Iowa State. I just can't trust Kansas yet. Okay. Uh, Pat is also taking Iowa State. I mean, again, look, I think Kansas is going to be a pretty solid team this year. Um they keep it up. They could be making a run for a, a, a Big 12 championship. And starting off now here in the Big 12 play at home against Iowa State, who is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Actually, no, sorry, they started ACC play last week against Duke. Um, but still, I, I, I think that I, I love Matt Campbell as a head coach at Iowa State. Uh, Matt Campbell is a head coach in general. He's a great coach. Um but I don't know. Something's just drawn me to Kansas this year, man. Something is. They've got a phenomenal quarterback. Um, their defense is solid. So I, I think they're going to be able to get the job done against Iowa State. Um, so, yeah, give me Kansas. And for the final game of the college slate, we got number four, Michigan, taking on Iowa. Michigan, a 10.5-point favorite. Pat has Michigan, and I'm taking Michigan as well. Yeah, I mean, a Big Ten matchup. You see a number four versus an unranked Iowa team. Iowa has looked like absolute cheeks. Um but with it being in Iowa, that's why it's only a ten and a half point favorite. If it was at Michigan, I think it'd be probably twenty and a half. Um, but no, Michigan's going to just have their way with Iowa come Saturday. 
Give me Michigan. All right, so that's going to do it for the college pickums this week. Um, I mean, hopefully James can get at least six right out of that and start uh, the weekend off six and four. Uh, <laughs> I'll be doing cartwheels. <laughs> I tell you what, if you if you end up ten and zero this week, you'll be doing naked cartwheels down the streets of Mount Vernon. Um, uh, I would not be doing that because I don't want to be spending the night in jail. <laughs> don't worry, I'll come bail you out. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get started with our NFL slate of games. Uh, starting off Thursday night game, the game tonight we have the Dolphins at the Bengals. The Bengals are a four-point favorite. Pat's taking the Dolphins. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. The whole situation with Tua seems a bit rocky. Uh, I, I I don't have enough faith in the fact that he could possibly stay healthy or maybe even play the game. Uh, I've got to take the Bengals on this one. I'm going with the Bengals too, but it's not really because of the Tua situation. Mine is really because of the fact that that Miami defense was on the field for a long time on Sunday, and that was a hot game. And then they got to do quick turnaround and go to a hot environment, like a ruckus environment with Cincinnati at, at prime time. Um, as a guy that went to a primetime game there last year when the Jags were in Cincinnati, that crowd is loud for Thursday, for night games. Um, Joe Burrow in the, in the gang, finally able to get a win um, over the New York Jets this past week. So, you know, the first one's always the toughest to get. So I think this week they could, they're going to try to get keep things rolling, and I think the Bengals will – I think they'll win comfortably against the Dolphins. All right. Uh, next up, we have an early morning game, a uh, game that is kicking off 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, being played in the U.K. We have the Saints versus the Vikings. The Vikings are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Pat is taking the Vikings. Uh, for this one, this one's tricky because, I mean, the, the Minnesota offense is solid. And I only say they're solid because Kirk Cousins is the quarterback. However, the Saints offense, again, same situation. They're they're just solid. And again, because of their quarterback and Jameis Winston. If you were to take Kyler Murray, you, you take Derek Carr, you take Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you put them on either one of those two offenses and they're so much better. Those are two teams that are going to have to be looking at quarterback in the near future. So this one's tough. Uh, Michael Thomas is still questionable as of recording. So I don't know. It, it seems possible he could play. I think he would make a big difference. Um Based off the fact of that, even if he doesn't play, I still think they're a pretty good team. Um, I'm going to take the Saints. I'm taking the Vikings because the Saints stink. And Vikings do too. They both stink, but man, the Saints offense has some serious issues. And again, 
both teams are not very good, but I, I have to – I think Justin Jefferson could be – at some point he's got to – I don't know. I think at some point they just got to realize who the best players on the field are. And then, again, Kirk Cousins scares me, but – the Saints with Jameis Winston is is a turnover waiting to happen. Um, give me the Vikings. Next up, we got the Browns and the Falcons. Browns a point and a half favorite. Give me the Browns all day long. And Pat has the Falcons. Oh, yeah. Give me the Browns. I mean, the Falcons are – they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. Um, Mariota, he hasn't playing bad for him, but that defense right now isn't looking all that great. Um, I mean, it, it, and the only re- reason that they're the Falcons are sitting where they're at is because, in my opinion, Drake London, he's the one who's keeping them in games. You get the ball in his hands. He's, he's definitely showing right now that he's a playmaker. Kyle Pitts has been quiet so far this season. Um, so, I mean, I, I think the Browns take this one, like you said, handily. Next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks taking the road trip to Detroit. They take on the Lions, who are four-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, Lion, Pat has the Lions. I'm going with the Lions as well. I mean, I could see this being a game where the Lions should win, but they don't. Um, but the Seattle team hasn't had that same ump ever since that week one opening matchup when they hosted Russell Wilson's return back home. Um, and I, 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 and the Lions, man, they looked good. Um, a team that could be undefeated right now, but just wasn't able to finish in a couple instances. So I'm going with the Lions. Yeah, I'm taking the Lions here, too. I mean, I, like you said, I think Seattle's starting to finally show that they're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. Geno Smith, again, started off the year hot, only had five incompletions in his first game against uh, the, the Broncos. Uh, however, it looks like the Broncos' defense, especially the secondary now, um, possibly one of the worst in the league. So uh, the Lions have a sneaky, solid secondary on their defense and then I mean the the front four I mean led by Aiden Hudgens and it's 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 looking kind of scary. So I, I think the Lions take this one. Uh next up we have a game that I'm sure James is going to be keeping a bit of an eye on um while he's not watching his beloved Jaguar. Uh, we have the Titans at the Colts. The Colts are favored by three. Uh, Pat is taking the Titans on this one. This one's tough for me. I mean, both teams, honestly, I mean, can, can I pick a tie here? Um, no. It's impossible to have a tie. Um, and uh, pick <laughs> Not pick ties and pick them. All right, fine. Um, I'm gonna let you roll first because I see yeah. you already have your answer, and I can't think of a, uh, yeah. an answer. I'm going with the Titans for this reason. What? How? What? What kind of team is the Colts going to come out come out with? Right? They just had that big home win against the Chiefs. Right? Emotional win, big win for the home fans. But then Tennessee just came off that win this past week too. 
against the Raiders. And again, this is a huge game early on in that AFC South because you do not want to start out 0-2 if you're the Titans or 0-1. Well, I don't even know. Hold on. Let me make sure the Titans had actually had a divisional game. Um, I don't think they have. I think this is their first. Yeah, so again, you don't want to start off with a loss if you're the Titans there in a divisional matchup. And you don't want to... uh, you don't want to tie. You don't. You don't want to get another step behind if you're the Colts either. However, I Mike Vrabel as a coach is one of the best coaches in the league. Um, they have. They're going. They always find a way to ground grind it out. Um, and again, the Colts are very one dimensional, and that's Jonathan Taylor. If you stop Jonathan Taylor, you're going to give yourself a chance to win the ball game. But my thing is. Can Derrick Henry finally get the train rolling? And can Ryan Tannehill step up and at least get back to some form of what we've seen in the past? But for the here and now, I think the Titans will win this game. I think it's going to be a game we look back and say the Colts offense still struggles. The defense just got worn out. They got grounded and pounded over the game. And the Titans were able to win it. And I think it's going to be by two field goals they're going to win. I don't think it's gonna be a. T- I think it's gonna be a six-point victory for the Titans. So give me the points. Um. Man, this is still difficult for me because you brought up the good point of the Colts' defense possibly being worn down. Um, I'm gonna go with my gut feeling here. I'm gonna take the Colts. I mean, based only off the fact, yeah, the Titans got the victory over. the the Raiders, but it was only two points, and the Raiders are the only 0-3 team in the league right now. They're dead last. Um, and then, yeah, the Colts going in and beat the Chiefs. I, I, I think they keep trying to ride that momentum. I think Jonathan Taylor finally breaks out as a, a huge game here, so give me the Colts. Uh, next up, we have the Bears at the Giants. Um, another game that is probably going to be a snooze fest, but it was one of the only other games left that I had to pick. Um, I'm honest with you, it was either this one or Jags and, and Eagles. Eagles were a six-point favorite, um, and I know from having not put the uh, Jaguars versus Chargers in last week, which, again, it was the same spread. The Chargers were favorite six. Um, I figured, you know what? Let me keep this train rolling. Hopefully it's... Uh, a superstition thing, and uh, hopefully if I don't put them in against a good team, the Jaguars will win. Oh, for James. So, I, not, I even for our, not even for my sake. I mean, even for your guys' sake, for you and Megan's sake, because, um, you know, we're going to that Jags-Colts game in a matter of uh, two weeks from Sunday, and if they keep winning, that game has implications. You know, last few years we went there, Ray, so the game really didn't mean much for Jacksonville. We only really meant something for the Colts. It might mean something for both teams this time around. No, it, it very well could, because, I mean, if the Colts win this week um, and the Jags lose, the Colts will have the sole possession of uh, first place because of that tie they had earlier in the season with the Texans. Um, well, no, if the, if the Jags if the Jags win, they would. Right, uh, right. No, if the, yeah, if the Jags win, yes, the Jags will have still sole possession because of three and one. However, if the Colts win and Jags lose, Colts will have that. Right, yeah, yeah. Based on what I'm looking at, um, I'm sorry, buddy, I don't know if the Jacksonville Jaguars can pull it off this week against Philly. Um, but And I also don't think the, the, the Titans can do it against the Colts. 
So going into that game then in two weeks, that game could be looked at then of, or it will be looked at then of, the winner of this game will, will either stay in first place or be dropped down. So I don't know. I have to wait and see. Uh, back to the game at hand, though. Bears at Giants. Uh, Pat is taking the Bears. Giants are favored three. Um, I don't know, man. This again is a snooze fest. It's a tough game because it's two teams that they're. I mean, both are two and one. Don't get me wrong. Both teams are two and one. Um, you know what? I picked. I picked the Giants last week against the Cowboys. They didn't do it. I'm taking the Bears. Give me the Bears. I'm picking the Giants because I'm going with the best player on the field is Saquon Barkley. Yes, the Giants have issues at receiver. Um, Shepard, I believe, is hurt. Uh, King yeah, Galladay he, he is, out. is wanting out. However, let me read you a stat here. Let me read you a stat, and this is why I can't pick the Bears. Okay, I'm listening. NFL on CBS tweeted this out today. Okay. Receptions through three weeks. Cooper Cup has 28. Stephon Diggs has 27. Marquise Brown has 24. And Amon Ross St. Brown has 23. Yes. The Chicago Bears, as a whole team, have 23. That is sad. That is awful. However, I will say this. They have been relying on the running game a little bit more with the uh, running back. It almost seems like a running back by committee, even though uh, David Montgomery is still the number one um, with both him and Khalil Herbert. Because Khalil Herbert had a huge week last He did. But, again, when you talk about run game comparisons, I'm going with Saquon Barkley over. Okay. All right. But, yeah, give me, uh, give me the Giants. <laughs> All right. All right. And Pat has the Bears. Um, next up, we got the, the game that should be a primetime game, game of the week. The Bills at the Ravens. Bills a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me the Ravens. Look, I think we saw last week, maybe Josh Allen is still the only type of, not only type, but maybe the offense still has to run through him solely if they're going to be successful. They don't have a running game really to complement him. Um, he threw the ball 63 times, which should never happen. Um, and the defense was okay. But this Ravens team is really good. Lamar Jackson's out to prove a point. And with the Bills being favorited, I think this makes my decision a little bit more easy. I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens here too. Um, e even though I, I, I think the safest bet for, for this one is the Ravens because even if the Bills do win, it's going to be within that three and a half. It's going to be by one, two, or three points. Um, but I, I, like you said, I think, I think that offense has to run through Josh Allen. Um, Baltimore's defense is, is, is pretty good. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what he can do against them. And then, I mean, it's Lamar Jackson. I mean, 
the man can kill you two ways to Sunday. And he's proven that so far. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Ravens here. Next on the docket, we had the Arizona Cardinals go, taking the road trip to Carolina. Panthers, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Pat is, of course, taking the Panthers, um, a tradition like no other. And I'm probably going to get a game on this one. I am, can't wait because I'm taking the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, give me the Cardinals on this one. The, the Panthers' defense it just looks – they look abysmal. Um, and they only beat the, the Saints by, what, a touchdown less than that this week. Um, the Cardinals' offense is, is a little bit more high-powered, even without DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, a lot of guys have stepped up offensively. I mean, the Cardinals only lost the, to the, the Super Bowl champ, defending Super Bowl champion Rams by eight. Um, a game in which no touchdowns were scored for Arizona, which that saddened me. Um, but no, again, I, a lot of receivers are stepping up. Uh, Hollywood Brown's doing some pretty good things. I mean, you read he was a top, what, he was in the top three or four for reception so far this season. Um, Greg Dorch has been doing really well. I'm hoping Rondale Moore is back for this game because he's the guy. He's a speedy guy that they need. Um, James Conner, I believe, is still up in the air um, based on injury, but I think he'll be okay. I think he's set, I, I think he's set to play. Um, Defensive-wise, I mean, really all they have to do is, is stop McCaffrey. Um, and I think they'll be okay because I don't trust Baker enough. So, yeah, give me the Cardinals on this one. Next up, we have the Sunday night game. Uh, the Chiefs at the Buccaneers. The Chiefs are favored two. Pettis taking the Buccaneers. Um Mike Evans is back this week for Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Uh, however, I don't think that makes a difference. Uh, the Chiefs coming off that loss again to the Colts. I think I think the Chiefs are, are, are going to come out fired up, ready to play. Uh, again, like we said, we're going to have to keep an eye on this game based off of what happens with the Hurricane um, being played in Tampa Bay. We'll have to see if they possibly move it. Um, time-wise, or if they maybe slate it on a Monday or Tuesday. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, but, yeah, give me the Chiefs on this one. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. Look, they struggled last week, no doubt about it. But one thing we all know is, you know, Andy Reid is really good at making the adjustments needed to get his team back on track. I mean – Look at the last few years. A lot, I, I, I can hardly remember the last time I saw the Chiefs lose back-to-back -back games. Now, granted, Tom Brady is getting Mike Evans back, um, so that is going to help them offensively. Uh, however, I, I still just I think the Chiefs are going to light up the scoreboard this week. For some reason, I just have that feeling they're going to go out there and make a statement saying that's not who we were last week. They're going to get. They're going to be hard at work. There, you can tell they're they're. I mean, there was a heated discussion between Matt, Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy on the sideline. Because they they were frustrated, and I think if they're that frustrated on the sideline, imagine what's going to be like this whole week going into it, especially after losing that game. So I am going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
And the last game we have set on the docket, we have Rams at Niners. The Niners are favored two and a half. Pat is taking the Rams. Um, I mean, this is a game of it's an NFC West matchup. It's an NFC Championship game rematch from last year. Um, I'm t- I'm taking the Rams because I mean you look at. Debo Samuel, he hasn't been as effective this season so far, and I think that trend continues here. It seems like that all that all this stuff that happened in the offseason kind of soured both him and the Niners um, on both sides. So, and again, him not going out of the backfield on plays is is, is starting to hurt his production. So, I I. I I, I can't I can't go against the Rams on this one. Make that three of us because I I just can't trust the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo did not look very good this past uh, Sunday night. Um, that team really needs to find its identity when it comes to this season because last year they found it. They they ran their their key to success last year was long drives, feeding Debo Samuel, letting Jimmy G make the plays when you know don't put everything on Jimmy Garoppolo now. I feel like they don't know what they are when it comes to as a as a team right now. They, until they figure that out, they're not going to be a team to, to to have to reckon with. So give me the Rams here on the road. All right, James, will you have any uh, final thoughts, comments, concerns before we wrap this episode up? Uh, no, I mean, just, you know, the hurricane's coming in, so everyone in Florida, be careful. Um, you know, hurricanes, you know, I know – as a former Floridian and a guy that has been through hurricanes and tropical storms, um, you know, sometimes we they over-exaggerate what they are. Um, everyone yep. over-prepares. But, you know, you always want to take things, you know, be rather be safe than sorry, right? Um, hurricanes are never, you know, especially with other countries that are being impacted. Uh, just, you know, thoughts with them. And uh, hopefully uh, everyone in Florida is preparing to, you know, to, you know, weather this hurricane and have, hopefully – you know, obviously, you know, the, there's football games at stake, but that's the least of everyone's worries right now when it comes to a storm yeah. like that. So hopefully everything's all right. And, um, you know, and that's all I want to say is, you know, it's kind of hard to ignore that fact because, like like I said, hurricanes are often very over-exaggerated. However, there are still some serious ramifications that come through it, whether big or small. Right. Right. So – all right, yep, everyone uh, in Florida who is in the path of the hurricane, thoughts and prayers go out to you. Um, hopefully you all made it out safe. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on, on the games this weekend, and, and hopefully hopefully everyone can stay safe through this, through this time. I mean, I'm looking right now. It's, it looks like it's going to calm down. Quite a bit once it hits the coastline. coastline. Uh, Still, I mean, hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, and those things tend to change, you know, by the hour too at times. So, um, but, you know, what, like I said, it's one of those things to where you just got to be prepared for it, um, be be mindful what is capable of happening, and uh, just weather it out. Stay indoors. Don't. Do any unnecessary traveling if you don't have to, and uh, get your supplies needed—your water, your food, and all that—if available. You know, right now it's kind of 
I am sure, because I have seen it with my own two eyes in the past, um, there's going to be people with three to four, even five buggies worth of items trying to uh, stockpile for what is to come, um, you know, with no power and all that. So um, hopefully everyone's able to get the things they need. Not 70,000 bottles of water, um, some of you out there hoarding it, like the toilet paper shortage of 2020. Um, but yeah, hopefully everyone makes it out all right and uh and that we all get to enjoy football safely once the uh, hurricane is out of the, out of uh you know, out of the state and out of the country and a thing of the past. Uh but with that being said, um uh, that will do it for this episode of the predictions of your favorite football podcast. I'm James and that was Raceland and we'll see you here next time on your favorite football podcast. <laughs>